Welcome to Becoming Parents Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Taylor Campbell. I'm a birth and bereavement doula, as well as an adoption and surrogacy doula. Doula means woman who serves. And although I love happy births, adoptions, and surrogacy, the pro bono part of my business is in bereavement. I'm here to help you. I'm also mom of 18, yes, 18 children, with over 30 years experience in the trenches as a mom myself. We have a huge blended family, and I've also experienced the loss of our adult son. Remember, give a shout out to those brave enough to share their stories on how they have become parents. Let's dive in. Welcome to Becoming Parents Podcast. I'm the host, Jen Taylor, and I also happen to be the guest. It's time to update what's been going on in my life and with this podcast. It's been nine months since I changed the podcast direction from sharing stories of struggle to success to the Becoming Parents podcast. I recorded at a crossroads with a naked podcaster for four years and nine months, and those are still available, and the link is in the description. The first Becoming Parents episode I did in the very beginning of February 2022, the link is in the show notes, and it can give you all my background as a birth worker in the past, how I became a parent, infertility, births, miscarriages, foster care and adoption, my hysterectomy at 33, moving to Reno, Nevada, getting divorced, my lapses in licensing and in birth work, and hitting rock bottom emotionally. I also talked about how I've spent about 17 years now doing what's in front of me, creating a better life with my kids, my daughter becoming a birth worker, how I was a digital nomad for about six years, how that ended in September 2021, and the epic conversation I had with my husband who really sees me. I also discuss how in that conversation with my husband in September of 2021, we made the decision to become a one-income family, continue to homeschool our now seventh grader, and that I would go back to school. In that first episode of Becoming Parents in February 2022, I was planning on picking up my journey where I left off over 17 years ago and go back to school to be a midwife. I thought I had it pretty figured out, but let's fast forward to now. As far as the Becoming Parents podcast, it's been such a joy, so much fun. I love podcasting and interviews, and this is absolutely no exception. I've maintained once a week interviews that are released the same day, which is my favorite way to schedule. The only downside is that if someone reschedules or cancels last minute, like today, I either skip an episode or I do a solo episode, and I'm considering having a couple episodes kind of on the back burner waiting for when that happens. Since it's been nine months since I started becoming parents and shared what's happening for me in my journey, this is going to be an update episode. When my husband and I had that conversation in September of 2021, which has now been about 14 months, I thought I would pick up where I left off. I had been a birth assistant and a lactation consultant for 12 years, taught childbirth education. I loved that life. And I was training to be a midwife, but never finished. So I figured I'll just pick up where I left off and go back to school to become a midwife. Sometimes things don't go to plan. 
basically, I went into the mode of updating myself on birth work and regulations nationally and in my state. I figured out which pathway I wanted to take to be a midwife. And with that pathway, there were only a few schools to choose from. I also talked to several midwives locally, and I even had an offer to be an apprentice, which is the hands-on portion of midwifery school. So I was pretty stoked. I had my school picked out. I had an apprenticeship offer. I pretty much had my finger on the pulse of what midwifery was like in the nation and the state compared to when I left off 17 or 18 years ago. School would take about three years, which was fine, and cost about $25,000. Dana and I knew we could make one income work. We couldn't make one income work and pay $25,000 for school, even if you did a down payment and monthly payments. It was just, it was really a lot of money out of pocket. And we knew that that was something that wasn't currently affordable. So I went into looking for scholarships and grants to help pay for my education. I know I applied for well over a hundred scholarships and grants and I pretty much got nowhere. Student loans were not an option because most specialty schools like this aren't covered by FAFSA. So that wasn't an option. And I felt kind of like I was spinning my wheels and I was really discouraged because I, I wanted to go back to school. I wanted to be back in this space. And it felt like I was being blocked, which is usually when God steps in and lets you know that maybe you're not on the right path. I took the opportunity in March of 2022 to kind of pause and regroup. I prayed about where I was going and kind of what I was missing because it seemed like I was kind of going in the right direction, but something felt off. And I felt really strongly that I was where I belonged in birth work. And I really felt very strongly when I leaned in that I was in the right space, but not the right place. Instead of picking up where I left off and becoming a midwife, I knew that instead I'd go back to being a doula and a breastfeeding counselor, more of what I actually did for that 12 years. And then I got excited all over again. It was interesting because Dane asked me, do I feel like, or will I feel like I haven't succeeded if I didn't go to school to be a midwife? And I thought, interesting question. No, I want to be in the birth worker space. And when I launched that journey, I was picking up where I left off, but I didn't feel like I had failed somehow by switching gears. Here I was deciding, okay, I'm going to go back to school to be a doula and a breastfeeding counselor and do what I already know that I love because I have 12 years of experience. The pros of going in this direction are it's less time to get licensed. It's less money to get licensed. And because it's not a medical position like midwifery is, I could move to another state or another country and it transfers much more easily. I took all of my passion and drive and just dove in. I ended up wanting to go to the same school that my daughter Olivia went to, which is the International Doula Institute. So that was one part of my training as a birth doula, 
in diversity and ethics and the first two courses to eventually be able to renew my lactation consultant license or relicense as a lactation consultant, but to be able to work as a breastfeeding counselor. Here's where things get really interesting. And I personally believe you have to make a decision to not get in your own way, which myself included, many of us do. I've completed some specialty certifications. And this, again, is where things get interesting because I'm not just going back and doing what I did before for 12 years. I'm taking that 12 years and the next 18, 30 plus years as a parent's experience, all my time working as a foster parent and as a recruiter and trainer in foster care, all the crisis intervention, all the training that I've done in the last 18 years. And I'm creating a business that's completely different. That's so exciting. First specialty certification is as an adoption doula with five adoptions and all the time in foster care working with social services and working with birth parents and the kids who have been adopted. I loved the thought of being able to support a biological mom through her pregnancy, delivery, and postpartum, and at the same time, support the adoptive parents in welcoming this new baby, breastfeeding and relactation, how to navigate things with the birth mom. And the interesting thing is that that also translate to surrogacy. So I'm super excited about adoption and surrogacy. The other certification that I have received that I am really loving, and it was really emotionally difficult to get through the training is as a bereavement doula through stillbirthday.com. As a mama who's experienced three miscarriages, including one that was twins at 16 weeks, I have personal experience with this. I've also decided to make this a pro bono portion of my business. I work with women who have or are experienced miscarriage, fatal diagnosis, stillbirth, and NICU babies. I can do so much more while you're going through one of these experiences, but I've also set up a program to work with women who have had this experience in the past. This is one of those really, really tough, not discussed situations that women go through. We're kind of expected to just get up and keep going and sort of walk it off and not talk about it and not really deal with and face the grief and loss that we feel when you're going through something this difficult. I love that it's possible to make that dif difficult situation as positive as it can be. My plan when I was getting licensed as a doula was to build a positive reputation in my community, to connect and be supported by other doulas and birth workers in the area, to go back to predominantly home births, which was most of what I worked with during my first 12 years. I have experienced one hospital birth and three home births. And I had a positive experience with my hospital birth for the most part, but my passion was really in those home births. This is where I think God has a really huge sense of humor. And if I just can stay out of my own way, great things can happen. This summer, 
a doula co-op was created in Reno. That's a nonprofit and it's actually statewide now, even though it's been less than six months. They are really proactive in the community, linking agencies and programs with doulas and how can we how we can work together. One of their many goals is to get doulas more work and less burnout and to have support and to look at what are the pain points in the hospitals with the midwives and the home birth with the parents who want doulas and try to bridge that gap in community to figure out, well, what can we do? What can we do to bridge this gap? And they have been phenomenal through them and all of the twists and turns in the training that came up for adoption, surrogacy, and bereavement and in connecting with people and building that reputation and trying to really get to know people in this space, I've ended up in a very different place. Medicaid covers doulas in all 50 states. Their general coverage is $350. I charge $1,500 as a doula. That's a pretty standard amount. It does kind of depend on where you live. Basically from 1,000 to 1,500 is pretty standard for a doula. Doulas are not going to go through the hassle of licensing with Medicaid to get $350 for a birth. I think there are 11 states now that are opening discussions with Medicaid, basically saying, if we can prove that doulas lower the cost of interventions by far more than the $1,500, would Medicaid be open to increasing their rate. And yes, they are. It's happened in several states, including Oregon. And Oregon is close to us and we're kind of going off of how they did it and what they presented and what Medicaid was looking for to be able to replicate that in our own state. Right now in the state of Nevada, Medicaid will pay $1,000 for a birth. And now you're getting into that amount where as a doula, we would say, yes, I'm willing to do a birth for $1,000 and then go through the process of becoming a licensed provider. I will be one of the first doulas in the state of Nevada to receive my Medicaid provider number. I have really tried hard to keep track of everything I've done so that anyone doing it after me, it will be faster, easier, and more supported. Not only that, but through the doula co-op, one of the biggest labor and delivery hospitals in our area is in discussion right now about creating a training with doulas. Staffing is an issue in many industries post COVID and hospitals are definitely one of them. For hospitals to have a doula come in to help alleviate some of the workload, we're not hospital staff, but we're peripheral to hospital staff. And they've actually decided like, wouldn't it be better if we actually created a training program for doulas who want to work in the hospital, including C-sections in the OR room. And when I heard that, I just knew, I knew with Medicaid and I knew with hospital training that that was the direction I wanted to go. I didn't even have to think about it or get in my own way or talk myself out of how I really want to be lighting candles at a home birth and wouldn't that be lovely, which is true. And also, I was ecstatic about the thought that I could start serving a not serviced demographic that includes minorities and low income, and that those moms deserve to have the best births possible, regardless of ethnicity or income. 
And I'm stoked. To be continued is the training at the hospital that will bridge the gap between hospital staff and doulas, make for a much better experience for the families that are delivering in the hospital. If a woman wants or needs to deliver in the hospital, and if there's a need for C-section, how amazing is it that I get to be part of a team to make that the best experience possible. I was really blessed that for the most part, my hospital experience was really good. I became really fired up about advocating and serving this demographic. As another surprise <laughs> that went in another completely different direction, the co-op is also partnering with a company that's doing training for doulas who are interested for women who are pregnant that are opioid drug users. This is a really challenging situation. It's actually, unfortunately, in Reno, a large demographic of women who are drug users. What this combines is Medicaid, hospital birth, and women who have experience with drug use. The women who are experiencing drug use are almost always on Medicaid. With the Medicaid provider number and the opioid training, it kind of bridges the gap. And for me, another bridge that it created was working with social services and potential adoptions. It's interesting the directions that I've leaned into and how they then connect with other opportunities that I've also leaned into and then I've been able to step back and see some overlap in that. I went from being an almost exclusively home birth assistant, working with midwife and thinking that was what I was going to do, to realizing that most likely, although I would love to do a home birth, I'm not opposed to that, most likely my business is going to be 100% Medicaid, probably almost 100% hospital birth, and a portion of it, and it could be a fairly large portion of my business, will be Medicaid hospital and opioid drug users. That's a lot different from home births. And yet, because I'm trying really hard not to get in my own way, and I'm following this amazing path that's kind of been put in front of me and doing the work and exploring the options, I am creating a business I never anticipated that I'm so excited about. Stay tuned. I will be doing some solo episodes on probably several sections of this. Definitely bereavement, adoption. While for me, it looks like one big picture that all works together. There are individual aspects of it that I definitely want to discuss in more depth. The first one that I think I will discuss, and I've had a couple of guests on already talking about it, is that bereavement doula certification that I have and the direction that that's taking just on its own. Let me know what you're interested in. Let me know what resonates with you. I love to hear feedback and thoughts. I love being connected to people in my area, in my state, but also nationally who are doing similar programs or similar businesses. In my opinion, we don't need to reinvent the wheel. 
And we do better putting our heads together and working together than trying to be an island and do these things on our own. So I appreciate, I really love all of the connections that I'm ever sent and any connections that I can offer. I'm super excited to share this journey and the twists and turns. And I hope one of the messages that you got out of this to really lean into where God wants you to be, even if it's not where you want to be, and to really try to stay out of your own way. Because what is on the other side is incredibly beautiful. Have an amazing day.